0: You are listening to the Sweet 929 Podcast Network, only on Spotify.
1: You're listening to Redesign, Rebuild, Reclaim, presented by Sweet 929. All guests appear courtesy of Tech We Like. Chuck Holiday here. My guest today, this is a treat both personally and professionally this woman has been mentioned on this podcast a couple of times in previous episodes for those of you listening and I'll just basically put it pretty much bluntly and frankly without this woman I have no TV career
0: oh no <laughs> at
1: all I have no TV career Flat out. <laughs> nothing I'd still be trying to be a policeman so <laughs> this woman oh. has done it all production marketing content production, video production, PR, public relations, management, branding, on air talent for a little while, just about everything you can think of in media, even photography for a brief bit. And of course, managing and and dealing with the headaches of everyone else around her (laughs) It is an honor. Kenya Thomas, Kenya, you hey know, man
0: happy to be here this is
1: this is <laughs> I, i'm i'm very appreciative for you to do this for real for real and this is such a homecoming kind of comeback full circle type of thing we well you started me out in this so i'm i'm forever grateful to you for that because i would not have a tv career if it wasn't for you
0: oh man I mean, yeah. you know, yeah I, think- yeah, I mean, come on, come <laughs> on, Kenny. Let's call it what it is. I don't have a
1: career if it's not for you. So I'm always grateful to you for that, for real.
0: Yeah, no, we have we had some good times. I think that um, you know, like when we first started out, like we were definitely on the cutting edge of something, right? Like, you know, we were blog well, we were blogging and you know, we were just trying to have a video component to it. And you know, now you have podcast they're using videos and you have you know these different outlets and you know even people on Instagram that are you know like using the platform to be able to do the same thing we were doing in like 2009 2008 right seven
1: yeah yeah you're right yeah, yeah. 2008 yeah yeah. 2008 2009 let's talk about that I mean we, we're gonna we're gonna go to that part of it right now you were doing a show that was based in buffalo called official heat you know you were contributing from new york city actually yeah. and uh, this was back the uh, those of you listening this was pre-digital age so this was during the dv tape era so we would film yep. on the dv tapes and then send the tapes i believe you were sending the tapes out to buffalo wkb yep kbw correct
0: yep channel 7 yep wkbw channel 7 um you know at that time um ramir uh you know rest his soul he yeah, passed from cancer yeah. like a few years ago you yeah. know mm-hmm. um at that time he was the i believe like director. he was some sort of director um like camera director or something for uh, director of photography or something for um channel seven and you know he um had this um like you know black uh tv producers like sort of organization and um Within that, you know, they trained youth and, um, you know, different people in the community to, you know, like prepare, prepare themselves for like a a career in TV. And um, they had an opportunity or a program um, through Channel 7 where they were allowed to use Channel 7's, um, you know, TV waves to be able to showcase um, urban entertainment. Um, And so that was where official heat came. Um, you know, around that time I moved to New York City, I, you know, um, was managing models and I had decided like, hey, you know, I want to move to New York. Um, you know, I want to just kind of be like in the middle of everything and, you know, see, like try to figure out my career. Mm-hmm. And, um, Ramir knew me from that. Ramir and, um, and Michael Quinney, um, and, um, DJ Coles, it was, it, it, you know, it was collectively the three of them that like really believed in me in some aspect and you know they were like hey you know since you're moving to New York um would you want to be like our New York City correspondent and I was like what (laughs) like me I don't (laughs) think I can do that you know they're like well you love music and you know you love um entertainment and movies and like you know you just you talk well we think you can do it um our first interview was Emily King you filmed Mm -hmm. that um, you know, it was it was awesome. Um, it, it was a great experience. Um, I think at that time, like she was on J Records and you know, people were like comparing her to be the next Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we knocked that out and um yeah, we we sent that mini DV take to Buffalo. They aired it on official heat. Um, you know, they started to add us as like, you know, on air personality as well as um you know, produce. You know, you were listed as like um, producer and,
1: and um, camera videographer. And like we, yeah, yeah,
0: Yep. And we went from there. You know, um, after a few years or so, you know, um, a few years or so, um, the show went off air, and we just kept doing our thing and you know, just airing on YouTube at Actually, that time again.
1: And that's what I want to focus on. And I don't mean to cut you off because I'm hyped about yep. this right now. I'm real hype. I'm in my bag right now. A- and that's what I really wanted to touch on. I, again, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. I, look, w- look, we've known each other for almost 20 years, so I can, I can right. you know I, know, I know where this is going. Now, the show went off the air for, you know, the show went off the air after after a minute, and you decided mm-hmm. that y- we had filmed a bunch of content, and I don't remember who it was, My this Cherry. no, it wasn't Sherry, I don't remember, but we filmed a bunch of content and the show
0: it was cherish cherish yes the two girls
1: the three sisters politics the show stopped airing on wkvw we're sitting here with this content and i remember that we were sitting at i believe your place and we were just kind of figuring out we were staring at these at these tapes and we're figuring this out and i remember you saying we're gonna air it online and, yep. you know, this was back in 2009, maybe 2010. Yep. This was during a time where this was really not accepted. And, you know, I mean, for all the, I mean, now it's normal, it's it's the norm. Yeah. But back then it was not accepted. How did you really come up with this idea that, and the, not even the idea, but just the, the will to know that, look, we're gonna add this online and we're gonna get it going. Because, again, at this time, <laughs> yeah, it, was unheard was really, of. it was hard to book people for online stuff.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I don't know. I think that, you know, like based on the success that we had in working with, um, well, rather through Official Heat, you know, we kind of like started to hone our own. Like we knew how to produce a segment right like we you know at that time we had like a segment so it was like you know five minutes maximum um because it was just like an interview and um you know so we just had this wild idea like hey let's just produce our own show the skinny um and like we actually started to brand it before they even shut down right like we started to yeah. call our segment the skinny and why skinny yes um yes. within official heat so it's like you know it ended up just kind of standing on its own um, did we know it was going to be as successful as it was for that time? No. You know, did we really realize that it was ahead of its time? Possibly. But, you know, I think that it was more of like the, like, drive to just want to try and keep it alive. Um, you know, we 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 kind of were in that era of blogging, right? So like, blogging, yes. being a blogger was very popular, um, but nobody really had a video blog everybody was just like typing for dear life and including photos there wasn't really you know many people that had that video component and so i think that you know that is why we survived and like you know why we were still able to get the interviews because i i can remember like um official heat was off air and like we still got a rick ross interview even though he stood us up um but like you know we still got that interview (laughs) with trina um yeah. you know um multiple at that time interviews. yeah yeah multiple training interviews um you know at that time like um g-unit was still kind of in on the top kind of you know um 50 Cent had just came out with like you know i get money um mm-hmm. and we were doing consistent interviews at g-unit um you know not mm-hmm. having a solid tv show um and yeah nipsey like we were um nipsey's first tv interview um you know he was very supportive. He um, added our interview to his website. Like, you know, he mm-hmm. made like a banner and like he actually sent traffic traffic to me. Um, Mano, like, you know, mm-hmm. just you know, in the beginning when people were like, Yo, who's this goon? Who's this guy that mm-hmm. you know just raps about prison and like he's always beating somebody up? You know, it was it, it was crazy. And um, you know, we started having copycats or you know, not not some weren't may not have been copycats, you know but they just kind <clears> of <throat> came up in the same era um of like the blogger and you know just like sh- turning it to video so you had the karen civils um the nicole Bitches, the um mm-hmm. what's this guy's name um biz i don't remember
1: oh yeah biscuit. Name,
0: but biscuit. biscuit yeah so you know the biggest bloggers just like what like you whatever but um you know you had all these different people and like i'm proud of where you know they were able to take it like they were able to continue on and you know just like just keep going and like really um make it their own and, and like capitalize off of it vlad all of these people like they all started when we were at the top of our game like you know we we mm-hmm. were definitely like so you know some of the first to do it um you definitely started to heat up, you know, you started to have like, um, you know, different shows, you have Sweet 929, um, you know, you worked with, um, with Maya a lot, and she was doing her thing at G-Unit, and, you know, I think that it was just us kind of believing that, like, something would pop from the, the hard work that we were doing, and, like, the dedication to the culture, um, Twitter was big at that time, so, you know, mm-hmm. we, we we were a huge part of black twitter like you know at, yes. like from what people know it as today like we had always been you know influential like you know you there's nothing that you could put out in the media where black twitter wasn't going to jump on and be like okay that's not cool let's get it shut down like we've always been doing that um you know speaking our mind about you know the ebt awards or whatever it was <laughs> like, you, know, it's, you know whatever it was it- getting into arguments with <laughs> what's his name steven um the guy from BT
1: or Hill. whatever. Yeah, even, even Hill. Hill, yeah. I will say Joe Button. Yeah, I will say this. Oh, God, please don't even start there. Um, <laughs> I will say this that, you know, the one thing that, and I'm going to add on to your answer, even though I'm not supposed to be answering for you. I'm going to add on to your answer. The one thing that I was forever grateful for when you decided to branch off um, by default and do The Skinny as a standalone show. The one thing that you always had, first and foremost, you were always knowledgeable and you were prepared. That's one thing that, you know, all that made me step up. But another thing that was very key was that you understood and knew how to talk to people behind the scenes. And oh, yeah. I think that you are not given enough credit for your relationships and not even just the relationships but the ability to know how to talk to them behind the scenes you knew how to talk to people behind the scenes people like CC Penson's mom and and people like that you understood how to talk to them in such a way that it wasn't it wasn't like you were pampering to them because you were not but right right right, you did it right in right, such right. a way that was just very stern it was very fair and you were just cool about it and that to me was always something that I knew that when you were saying that we were in the running to get da 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 da, -da, I knew we were always going to get it because you know how to talk to people, and that's something that is even to this day, that's it's it's a lost art, you know. Um, Yeah, don't know how to talk to
0: relationships. I think.
1: I I think it goes beyond just the relationships. I think it's just also the ability to understand how to
0: talk. Understanding, yeah, no, it's 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 so true. Um, I think a lot of that is. when I so before I moved to New York, um, you know, I, I lived in Buffalo and um, I was a part of Def Jam street team.
1: And mm-hmm. um,
0: the guy who ran it, like, he was uh, he was cool and you know, he I think he like graduated with like a marketing major from like Buff State or, or University of Buffalo or something. Um, and so he ran the street team, but like, really, I ran it right, and mm-hmm. you know they would have concerts like they would have things and like we would have these conference calls with Rob Love all the time who you know at that time like he was um like the VP of marketing for like the East Coast or whatever for Def Jam and we just could never get in these concerts and we just couldn't get things and it was like well why and he would be like you gotta talk your way into these things we're not gonna do it for you And I'd be like, what? So we started to learn how to, you know, call Darien Lake, call, you know, the HSBC center, like, you know, just call these different places and be like, listen, you know, I'm with Def Jam, Um, you know, I run the street team at Buffalo, like blah, blah, blah. And it was very helpful in just like understanding how to talk to people. So that was was part of the reason that, you know, I really like started to understand like what to say and you know Mm -hmm. like what is it that they want to hear but like also what is it that i can do to make sure that you know i hold my end of what i'm saying i can do um so for me like it's definitely always been that to just you know try to get done whatever it is that i'm promising or telling you i'm gonna get done because like if i don't i look crazy and you know i never wanted to like go back on my word so you know like anything that i've ever done it was that so like even when i first reached out to you was like hey chuck you know I got this crazy idea, you know, can you do this or that? And it was like, okay, but like, we don't have a camera. And I was like, I'm gonna get a camera, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> it, did. it was so crazy. You know, the story behind the camera was crazy. Um,
1: it was. Everybody knows Tree or whatever, you the time. know. Go ahead. I yeah. You all the time.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. You know, at that time, um, Tree was like instrumental in, um, in certain things or whatever. So, you know, he was like, hey, you know, I have a friend who... Like works for hgtv like you know she kind of needs like um production set security and he was like you know that's how you can get your camera like whatever checks come in you'll get so i was like all right cool i did not have a car but my roommate popple um had a car because when i moved to new york city i moved to long island i was working at mm-hmm. cable and, and you know i was making these commutes to Manhattan and like I was at exit 57 on the Long Island Expressway, which you know, for anybody did, that doesn't I know,
1: I just did that super far. exit and that is a long ride.
0: That is like a <laughs> two and a half, three hour yep. train ride. Um, you know, if you're driving, it's like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, but it's, it's two, very long. Yeah. It's, it's very long, um, you know, and it, it's it's tiring um, after yeah. work. So he had a car and I was like, yo, <laughs> I got this going on like you know I don't I don't know like you guys believed in me I don't know I don't know like I just got you guys to believe in me and he was like okay you get a camera like I'm on I don't know how to use a video camera but like I'm gonna figure it out you know and papa was like yeah like you know maybe I can manage you or you know like we could work together on stuff all right cool let's go so we would drive every night for like maybe three or four months to New Jersey from Long Island. So this is like a three to four hour drive. And we would sit out there and sleep outside in the car and just watch Mm -hmm. this equipment. And I think we got paid like either um, bi-weekly or like once a month or something. But you know, it was like a $400 check or something. It wasn't even a lot of money. It was like four or five hundred bucks per check. Um, So by the time we were done, you know, we had made about twelve or thirteen hundred dollars because you know like there were some nights that we missed like we, we just couldn't make it every night we were tired yeah. we had to work. Yeah, understandable. Too, you know understandable. we yeah. we would leave from that site and we would go home get dressed and you know go right to work um and we worked in long island so it was fine but um mm-hmm. yeah we we started looking on craigslist for um cameras um i saw, i found the sony pd one fifty. i would never forget what yeah or rather or was it the Panasonic or was It was a Sony
1: no it was the Sony
0: it was Sony right so yeah it was a Sony PD 150 um with the mini DV or whatever you know we found that um I think like we had to get like a lens we had to get like the you know the mic set mm-hmm. um some of the other stuff came a bit later like there were some cables and stuff you know you basically figured out like what was needed um you even invested you know like you invested in lavalier mics and um you know camera stands and like just all tripods like all that stuff we needed and like it was a collective and like we just made it happen and it was fun you know we weren't really getting paid and you know i didn't have a budget so So i was like yo chuck you keep the camera and if you can make money off of it make money like i didn't care because you were doing me such a huge favor like how can i be like yo uh um give me the camera like when you're done it just didn't make sense so like we just worked collectively to push our dreams and we didn't really know what those dreams were or what they would end up being. Um, but we just kind of saw it through, you know. Um, yeah, and- well,
1: I was I was always grateful to you for looking out. Disclaimer, y'all, me and Kenya worked together previously for her model management company. So I was always yep. grateful to you for even that because you know, we worked with so many. Even that, even that was really a journey yeah and, and we both worked with a mutual friend who wasn't you know we both weren't fans of and you could have just easily said and yeah, nah, i'm not working with him anymore and you yeah. you reached out again and and i never lost sight of that so when you mentioned that you had this camera and the show situation and you literally said meet me on 34 33rd street and <laughs> avenue right and, came over and kicked the bag to me like it was a drug sale i said hey crazy. you know what we're going to make this work. I remember it was on my birthday and I got this camera quickly called up everybody. And I said, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I got to figure this camera out. Somebody's got to yeah. help me because we're recording in a week. We're doing Sher- Sherry Dennis for yeah. a week. So we got to figure this out. And And, you know, I'm just grateful that I know you said that, you know, we believed in you, but I'm grateful that you actually trusted us enough to actually go along with all of this because, you know, that's not easy, you know?
0: Especially yeah, two guys. You know, you know, it was a goodness. mutual, it was definitely a mutual thing. Um, one thing I'll say is, like, I've always been very lucky that the guys that I've been around haven't um, tried to take advantage of me. Like, I would honestly say of everybody, like, there was only that one idiot. You know what I mean? But other than that, like, everybody has never, like, no one has ever been like, oh, you know, um, if you want this or that, like, you have to do something strange. You know what I mean? I've never... Mm-hmm had that. And, you know, I think that there are some women who have, you know, like have those situations in their career. Um, you know, for me, the reason that I kind of stepped away was just because like, you know, I was trying to figure out like, what did I really want? And like, I didn't really, you know, at that time, like have a degree and stuff like that. And, you know, I just kind of got into social media a bit more because I was like hey like you know this is one of those like new budding industries and like you know there's just so many <clears throat> um, different things to do and so you know I got involved that way and you know I'm where I am now like you know just in in digital marketing is like my mainstay but like it works because digital marketing really encompasses everything. So, you know, it's like when an employer looks at me, they're like, wow, like you really have a lot of um, unnecessary skills that are necessary, right? Like if given the right dream job, like you use all of it. So, you know, even the role I'm in now, it's like, it's it's exactly what you said is knowing how to talk to people, how to negotiate, how to, you know, build those relationships. Like, you know, I still have friends from when I was in like, Kindergarten, like I'm just that kind of person. We not we might not mm-hmm. speak in five, ten years, but like when we do talk, it's just like we spoke yesterday. Like you know, because I don't have um relationship like toxic situations. Like you know, I think I usually have friends that are mutually appreciative and respect, have a respective love of me. You know what I mean, and vice versa for me. Like you know, I'm always happy to see people. Um, achieve and just you know like run their goals and like i know that i cannot be there every day you feel what i'm saying or talk to you every day it's just what it is we're all trying to live life and get by and you know you might not speak every day um yeah but, but you know but
1: that's the but that's the beauty about people who don't bring toxic vibes around is that You know, for somebody like you, it's still, it's almost like, I mean, me and you can sometimes go for stretches where we don't speak, but that doesn't mean that, you know, the moment we speak, it's almost as if we just spoke yesterday.
0: Right. It's not like, yo, like, what's up? What's the problem? Like, it's not, we never have that. Like, I have had friends where they just be like, oh, you know, um, you haven't called and checked in on me. Like, I'm going through stuff and I'm like, well, I was going through stuff too, but, you know, I don't hold it against you like I don't feel like you did something wrong um some people just don't have that it like you know like you said like they don't know what to say they don't know how to say it they don't know how to um deal with people like they don't really understand and respect relationships and you know the thing about it is that whether it's me or you or whoever we would each be there for someone if that person was like yo I need you now You feel what I'm saying? Like, we would drop what we're doing for it. But the thing is, like, we also don't um, take advantage of one another's, like, friendships. You know, like, even now, like, I hit you what, like, a few weeks ago. Hey, Chuck, I need some help with a website. Like, (laughs) is there (laughs) any way you can help? And, like, you know, you didn't turn me away. You weren't like, oh, you know, I haven't talked to you. Like, I'm not helping. Like, you were like, what do you need? It's not even like, like, you weren't even like, yo, I want X amount of money it's just it's the, like we're the still this it's the same friendship that has always been um and you know like I appreciate that because they don't make people like that they just don't really make people like that anymore
1: definitely I'll agree and and the one thing I will say is that you know you've eventually you, you, you've been able to evolve and and get into other things digital marketing to me was, uh, was something that you were doing even back then anyway during, i agree yeah, you were doing it you just didn't have yep. the title
0: remember all but those like sponsorships yeah. we were getting for clothing yeah. and posting the clothing and yeah
1: yeah I mean, you were doing all of that before that so i'm not even surprised that this is what you're doing now because you were doing it back then you just didn't have the title you know so right no, it's, it's I'm not even surprised, you know, and and honestly speaking, you know, you do things for a little while and then you evolve. You move into different things. That's not anything yep. against what we were doing. I think that, you know, we're young enough to be able to do things for a little while and then, you know, find some other things to get into and 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 jump into that and find a new challenge. It's and true. Yeah. You had always said that you really didn't want to be on air anyway. You said this yep. early into that run. That
0: I hated being a TV personality. Yeah, yeah, not you said you didn't really
1: be on air yeah. for that whole time, and you've been able to make careers out of other people. And you when know, I, it's a lot of names and names, you know, stuff like that. But you've been able to make careers with other, you know, have other people establish careers because of doing, you know, things and under the banner and, and, and things like that. So, no, that that's a beautiful thing. Honestly speaking, I would not have gotten my MC job without the kbw official heat the skinny situation yeah so, you know i remember really- when you
0: first got that i was like wow like so proud you know it's just like we like you know we always worked hard um for certain things so it's like you know to be able to keep that professional umbrella going with a major network was awesome
1: Look, I, I'm not even going to sit up here and act like, oh, well, I got into it. And look, I backed my way into that job. I still don't know how I got into that. <laughs> but when I got into it, you know, I knew that, you know, a lot of it had to do with you. And and they immediately put me into the lifestyle division, which, which was yep. crazy because I said, wow, this is literally what I was just doing. So it was just yep. crazy to to have that, you know, you've been able to jump into so many other arenas and, now the digital marketing aspect and social media and things like that. And, and you still do content production as well. And you don't yeah. really mention it much, but you still do content production. You just you just kind of do it under the, you know, under the, under yep. the. Yeah, you know, but. Yeah, absolutely. How, is, how has it been to be able to have all of this knowledge from back in 2008, 2009? If people don't realize, like you did fashion week, like we did fashion week way back. Yeah. 2009 you we, were know, you were to... <laughs> we were working yeah, with
0: fox we were working with yeah. fox for like tv press days <sighs>
1: wow oh, yeah, man going like, back. it's
0: a lot you know it has
1: had i know that you've been a, i know you've had to deal with things and you've mentioned a little bit of it but um just being a producer and a executive because you're an executive let's call it what it is yeah. yes you know yeah what it would, like some of the things i know you had to deal with some things with you being a woman being a black woman at that and being a woman who doesn't back down to anyone because you know i've always known you to never back down to anyone not in a not in a confrontational way but yeah. just in a business way um how have you been able to use all of that past to strengthen your current run in digital marketing and which you'll run with Um, some of the, some of the biggest outlets and biggest publications in the country?
0: Oh man, so I think, um, you know, I've, you know, to say the least, like, you know, I've I've been at Harper's Bazaar. I think that's probably like the most notable um, company that I've worked with in terms of like creating content. Um, I was their live producer. So, you know, I essentially created like all of their on Facebook live content um some of their like instagram live content and you know just try to give it a a, a luxury look you know um live content looks bad because it's only as good as your internet signal right and like Mm -hmm. you know nine times out of ten you're gonna have a a fucked up signal so your content's gonna look bad um Mm -hmm. but you know we've we've i I would definitely say that um when it cut like i have been on a ton of like trend waves I think that you know like that is what has always helped me be able to get ahead and like those industries where you know the black woman is not necessarily like you know the one that these companies are checking for um but you know like just being able to like stay on top of trends and being like hey you know like I think that um super luxury or like um crazy foods like crazy expensive foods are going to be the new wave so like you know I, I i say this with the utmost respect but like i feel like two chains copied off of me with like the most expensivest. like i was on
1: mm-hmm. a roll
0: with um Harper's Bazaar and their Facebook lives i was doing $10,000 martinis um you know $2,000 pizzas $1,500 um gold topped ice cream sundays um $25,000 per night um you know rooftop su- uh, penthouse suites um And then he comes out with most expensiveness. So like, you know, I definitely think that's part of it. And, you know, just also like, you know how it is in in those boardrooms when you're doing pitch meetings and sometimes they don't allow you to speak. And, you know, if if you do speak, they'll act like your idea is stupid. And then a few days later, you'll see an action from someone else. And it's, 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 it's constantly like that, but I think you know a lot of it is like making yourself heard so like um I started to learn things like you know if I mentioned something in the meeting like just making sure that even if they act like they didn't hear that they didn't like it I would send follow up emails to everybody that was in that meeting and just kind of like recap my ideas because now how are you going to say I didn't say it you know it's there it's, it's 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 on email Um receipts you know like having receipts I always say that like definitely having receipts Um I've worked in wine and spirits which you know i feel like is one of the most under um developed um racial you know like when it comes to like race and stuff like that industries mm-hmm. and yeah. you know i'll kind of just leave it there but like you know there's just something to say about that and like you know just kind of pushing through as a black woman where you know sometimes your ideas are just not going to be heard because it's like oh no you know this client is traditional and they don't want to do that um but you know here and there I've definitely had um clients where like I've been able to you know use my relationships and connect with people like Della um you know Dave um you know Mm -hmm. just like different people who like we were at the same levels like we were just trying to figure out our careers and like now these guys are execs like Dave is now the senior vice president um of urban marketing at sony mm-hmm. you know um Della is a um consultant but like he works with tons of people like i had a client mm-hmm. who wanted you um, a long
1: career. you had a long career at, uh, yeah
0: yep yeah. at parent um yep at paramount and then he was at um per ricard um mm-hmm. dave was at columbia and you know mm-hmm. since that he's since since columbia he actually is at warner now so he's a senior vice president of urban music at Warner. Prior to that, he was the VP. He was the, um, yeah, he was the VP at um, at, at Columbia. So, you know, the, again, like these are all people who like, you know, we came up with them in a certain way. Like, you know, at that time, Dave was working um, with Noah um, mm-hmm. for his video marketing agency. And again, just like being on the cutting edge is something that, you know, none of us really knew that the internet or digital things would be as big as they are. Um, but, you know, we, we just tried our luck and, you know, we, we, we got lucky. Um, and here we are with these, you know, like different things. So, um, you know, now I'm at one of the biggest PR agencies for um, like luxury uh, hotels and, and hospitality, um, tourism boards and uh, fine dining. And like it's it's a great experience. Um, the, the founder of the um, company of Bullfrog and Bomb is a woman. You know, um, Jennifer Baum, she's very open to like new ideas. Um, She's all about um, inclusivity. Um, She loves hearing things that might be disruptive and might not necessarily make sense for like a traditional uh, client, but you know, she loves to try to figure out like how to make it work. Um, You know, she sits in on brainstorm meetings and like has ideas. So, you know i i definitely love um you know the the field that i'm in now um you know learning how to negotiate like you know your wage like all of those things as a black woman you know i feel like i didn't really understand before like i had never asked for money um you know like especially when we were doing like the skinny nyc official heat mm-hmm. like i was too afraid like i would ask for products Um, but like I barely ask for money and like even you know all these people who have like these Instagram shows and you know even even podcasts um they are hustling and they are making it happen um I could not get money for my blog but these people are you know oh it's $75 to post on my Instagram it's a hundred dollars you know if you want to interview like they are getting their money and like you know I'm just like wow like look at how D- the digital market has truly grown and you know just like kind of allow people who would never be talked to or, or like you know brought into a boardroom to just kind of you know flourish on their own um on the internet and then like covid definitely you know for some people you know like covid was horrible um but for others like it definitely was a come up um especially mm-hmm. you know like if if you were black or you know just like a a a person of color um you know it opened certain doors uh for sure well
1: well, the thing is we we hustle by default so you know we have to work twice as hard to get half of a seat at the table so for us yeah we we hustle by default And, and for the record kenya i know that you just mentioned you know people have been able to you know hustle with their blogs and things like that you've been able to flip this into now corporate and you know yep. I look at it as you know yeah yeah at one point you didn't ask for money but now you're able oh, yeah. to have these corporate gigs and to oh, use yeah I know your my work now yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah and just to be able to use that experience and now walk into these corporate offices and now put your foot down at these places you know yeah. with your background which came from that so yes, you're fact. still yeah you're commanding money it just may not be from what you were doing back then but you're yep. still commanding you know you know absolutely net worth.
0: i you know i definitely know my worth. um you know i it's so crazy because um i when i was leaving the wine and spirits firm um you know i was actively interviewing for jobs and um i was a candidate for multiple positions at warner music and um like you know during the pandemic and um they offered me a job but like you know i was also offered you know a senior management position at bullfrog and bomb and i had already started working for bullfrog and then warner came like oh you know we want to offer you like a senior manager role but they wanted to pay me significantly less but i would have been doing more work and i was like are you serious and then they wanted me to be in the office every day. They wanted me to get um, the vaccine. And I was like, listen, you guys are asking for too much for the amount of money that you don't want to pay me. Like, I'm and not. For the like, that you them them
1: probably, and for the treatment that exactly. you would have probably have gotten right. in the office, which would have been oh, yeah. very suspect. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we I was like, know how I that turned them down. Is. And no, the music industry can be very vicious. And like, you know, it's definitely been an industry that you know, like when we were doing official heat and stuff, I think that was my initial goal was to be able to work for a label or, you know, like um, a media outlet. And, uh, um, you know, I I, I could have never seen myself turning down a Warner job, but like as a full blown adult, like with a child and a husband, I, like I was like, I can't take this job, like this doesn't make <laughs> sense. And they were so shocked because they were like, we've interviewed you, you know, like 20 times over the course of the last, you know, two years and like you're turning us down are you sure and I was like yeah no I'm I'm, I'm sure like take this money and go like I don't want it and they were like wow like you know very shocked but yeah it's you know you you definitely realize things and you learn your worth and you know you just learn how to make people respect you as you know a, a person of color um you know as a black woman um you know you you, you definitely have to learn that because otherwise they they will run over you men will run over you um you know white men and white women will run over you and it's just kind of what it is like you know when people feel like you don't have a voice or you won't speak up for yourself and you know just also like not falling into that like angry uh black woman mode right like Mm everything just because i speak up for myself doesn't mean i'm an angry black woman like i'm not
1: And you're not, you just
0: can't treat me how you want to treat me, and like you can't, you know, back me into a corner and you know, be like, oh, you said this, you did that. No, I never said that, I never did that. And and you've never never been that way,
1: you've never been that way. No, not at all. I can say that honestly, you have never been aggressive, never have been aggressive, never.
0: Yeah, nope. You know it's, Man, it's just speaking up for I've of yourself you For
1: 18 years i have never oh, gotten aggressive bone out of you ever
0: no nope. you know i'm just not like that you know i just try to um you know like you know obviously i speak up for myself but you know like i respect all um i'm not really one that like just goes into a situation like oh you know um everybody's a racist or everybody's this or that like you know i just you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm doing my work Um, you know, I'm respecting everybody. And like, you know, I just want the same, um, kind of respect. Um, you know, now, like I manage, um, you know, a team and, you know, I just, I'm always respectful of them. Um, you know, I'm always thinking of, um, inclusivity top of keeping that top of mind. Um, you know, so like if, you know, we're, um, if we're celebrating black history month and, you know, we're going to celebrate, uh. Pride Month and we're going to celebrate, you know, um, national, um, you know, Jewish history month and, um, Asian Pacific Islander month. Like, you know, I just think that, you know, it's only right, like just to be fair and, you know, things like that. So, you know, I always go into everything with like a strategy of, um, inclusivity for everyone, um, you know, handicapped, um, you know, disabled, whatever it is, if there's an initiative, then like, you know, we should try to, um, support it.
1: Definitely, definitely, and, and you know that's something that you've been doing forever. You've always been in management in some some capacity. You've always managed a team for almost twenty years, and, and let's call it what it is. You have, so I know you don't look at it that way, but you've always managed <laughs> some sort of team for almost twenty years. So yes, you know, that's I'm, true I'm,
0: actually, because the models, yeah, when we were doing the navy yeah, yeah.
1: And, and then and then even with us, I mean, you were essentially met. Look. I mean, I get it that, you know, we were a team, but at the end of the day, you know, the skinny slash official heat, or at least our part of official heat was always your, this was your ball game. It was, it was you, everything revolved around, you know, making sure that you were good because you were pretty much the leader and we all understood that and and we got in line and we made sure that, you know, you were taken care of. And, and we never Lost sight of that Myself Papo Ashley yeah. Lauren We never Lost sight yeah. of that And we never Walked away from that We never Ran away from that And we never Not You know Believed in that you
0: know, you know I agree with that Every, I think Like it was a great team Um, You know I, w- I was sad Like you know When I did finally um, You know Like step away from it all And like you know I, I have Always Like you know Like Kept some form of contact like you know even when um i got married like you know um greg had his um nonprofit, so you know we did some things there and mm-hmm. we tried to like you know we trained youth like we went to the bronx we shot in the bronx like you know I, mm-hmm. i've always kept that in mind of how um that little project that we worked on you know if, if you want to call it a project like we really um capitalized on that in some aspect, especially when it comes to like you know the knowledge that we gained and the relationships that um we built and you know just like the like understanding of like how to negotiate how to talk to people like you know what what are those like um keywords to say like you know what what do you need to be saying to people to get in these buildings and you know that was always something that was um very important to me no, you, know, I'm, you know just I'm like on top to of that. the relationship I'm, I'm
1: grateful to have participated in that as well because that actually ended up getting me Um, some of the community work that I got in Charlotte when I eventually moved to Charlotte, um, shout out to Yolanda Trotman at I speak now, shout out to special ed as well. Me and special ed, uh, did a lot of work with the kids over at, um, the Charlotte, uh, Mecklenburg school system. And a lot of that had to do with the work that I did with you in the Bronx and in East New York. So I'm, I'm always grateful to that you know oh yeah 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 I mean you know yeah because they saw that I worked with kids and they said oh then you already know what you're doing and they brought me in to work with the kids here in Charlotte um doing a lot of mock trial work and things like that so I'm always grateful to that that's awesome looking back and now you know you you have a full family now and you're still active with them because they're all active And Mm -hmm. what has been the one thing that you've been able to trans teach? Not what I don't say teach, but what has been the one thing you've been able to really relay over to them from your days that has worked well for them that maybe they might not have really understood as much as they did prior to you bringing it up?
0: Um, I think. Like, uh, especially with my son, you know, like he's six years old and, you know, like he's just trying to, you know, figure out life and stuff like that. Like, I really try to help him um, understand, like, you know, just socially that <clears throat> sometimes you could like not agree with things, but it doesn't mean that like you don't have to be pissed off. Like, you know, you don't have to be um, upset, you know, like you can you, you can get it across and be like, hey, you know, I, I don't I don't like this or, you know, I don't I don't like that um and kind of just like keep it moving from there um you know I think that uh, for him with school is like you know just kind of like understanding relationships and stuff like that um and I think you know like with my husband I think a lot of it is like the marketing side of it like you know just like I'm really trying to get him to understand because you know like he has multiple uh businesses so like even now Mm -hmm. you know you were helping us on his website um you know he has this clothing line um he just wrote a book and you know it's just like really trying to like get him to understand people's behaviors and you know like their actions right like sometimes people can um do certain things and like you know you you might be like well why they do that and you know, you may not necessarily understand, you know, like why they might do something specific, but definitely like understanding um, behaviors, um, body language, like, you know, just like, like stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And again, like, you know, those are definitely all things that I've um, picked up just like, you know, in doing business and like, you know, working with people in these labels or, you know, whatever.
1: Definitely, definitely. I'm going to get you out of here, but which of the three words you feel is really in your bag right now? Redesign, rebuild, reclaim. It could be any of the three. It could be all three. It could be two,
0: any of them. Damn, that's a good question. I think I would maybe say reclaim. Um, I've definitely been thinking a time or two about like, oh man, I need to, you know, get back on my like content creation game and... You know like get my um social media my social media channels popping again i think that um you know it's still a wide open lane and you know brands are always looking for um creative people to work with um and you know whether that translates into me being some sort of like influencer or you know i don't maybe not an influence in the traditional sense of like hey you know look at me i have on the latest fashion and i have on this and i have on that but you know, maybe just being like a thought leader, where it's like you know, um, I'm a I'm a professional in marketing, and like you know, I'm trying to provide advice to influencers. But that's something that I've definitely um, been thinking of lately. So definitely re- uh, rebuild.
1: Definitely, definitely, and interestingly enough, you mentioned that because Maya just Maya brought you up in convo on one of the previous episodes, and that you know she saw a lot of what you were doing and. Um, back in '9 and '8 and knew that you know there was a lane for it with women, and, and she took that yeah. step and and things like that. So you know, yeah, I mean, you,
0: she did amazing things.
1: Yeah, you you too, you too. <laughs> I, know you <laughs> I know you don't, you know, I know you're, you're the type you don't really, you know, big yourself up, and and that's cool. We we do it for you.
0: <laughs> uh, thank we do you. It for you.
1: You know, you you've done a lot, and you know, we're gonna get you out of here you've done a lot kenya you you build careers you build other people careers you've helped establish careers you know i know dave pretty much owes you a lot of gratitude as well because of you know the work that we did with him and 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 noah and them early on oh yeah we
0: interviewed every artist they had
1: (laughs) yeah we were there and and della as well and and it's a few other people you know Mm -hmm. it's it's again i know that sometimes you know you you look at it as you know you yeah, look, you, you've you done a lot, and I know that you brought up influencer. You, you've done influencing. It may not be in the traditional know, sense so of crazy, yeah. social media, but behind the scenes, you are pretty much widely known and widely respected. And that's something that is bulletproof, and that's something that you can't take back. So, you know, I'm, I know. Oh, for yeah, that's me, so true. No, it's for real. It's facts, and it's facts. So, you know, I'm grateful to you for my career and. And the things I've been able to accomplish because without that, I mean, even sweet nine two nine is essentially a spin-off or you know, a spin-off concept <laughs> of the city. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's a spinoff. off Sweet nine two nine is dope
0: though. Like it's just you you really um what I always liked is like how you would create an umbrella and then you would like from there, you know, or like a, a big top tree. And then you would just have all these, like, branches from it. And, like, they just all made sense. It's like you would have this. It just was always so organized and um, and, and, and super creative.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I winged it most of the time. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm always grateful to, you know, what you were able to do. and, And the quick draw McGraw mentality that you had when officially he went off the air and you were able to just kind of oh, yeah, keep, 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 keep the show going and i mean that yeah. was a bold move and you know i know that you look at it as eh, yeah 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 and i remember back then you just was like yeah all right well, we're gonna do it online but that was still a bold move because a lot of people don't have the balls like that in them to even go through and, and follow yeah or something like that so
0: i think our main interview like at that time they had got like uh a- 20 or 30 thousand views like i mean you yep. know it's not that much higher now but like to have had that at that time was crazy like that was yeah oh we were laughing about at that, that at, uh, we were laughing about that
1: interview over at dangerous llc uh many years right before i moved mm-hmm. i ran into him up at uh, chris styles studio, and we were laughing about that so mm-hmm. yeah yeah literally so
0: that is crazy
1: um i'm grateful to you kenya i appreciate you coming on and you know um there's so I mean we could talk for hours but you know I'm just again I'm grateful um, to you for just even allowing me to get into that space and for trusting me enough with a camera enough to to be able to uh, put forth what we were able to do because without that I would not have a career I would not be where I am right now honestly and you know oh, that's man. no thank you yeah no, saying, no I'm for real. We'll I mean I, I would not be where I am right now so. I'm grateful for you for that. I am always forever grateful.
0: Yeah, no mutual, same.
1: Definitely. Thank you for being, um, you know, you and just, just, um, you know, continue success and continue greatness for real because you always have been on the top of this, always.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Redesign, rebuild, reclaim, presented by Sweet 929. All guests appear courtesy of Tech Relight. You can catch episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Sweet929.tv. Chuck Holiday signing off the three R's. <laughs>